0: A podcast one production
1: Welcome to Crappy to Happy with Tiff and Cass. Thanks for joining us. In this series we're taking you through how to feel less crappy and more happy with tools and tips that you can integrate into your day like right now. Last episode we were chatting about sugar, how addictive it is, how bad it is for your body and brain. This episode, we're going to talk about how to set good goals. I'm really big on setting goals. As a trainer, without goals, you don't get transformation. And Cass, what do you think about goals?
0: Yeah, well, I'm obviously big on goals too. Mm. So I'm a coaching psychologist. I've got a master's in coaching psychology and I have been a life coach, executive coach. And it all starts with goals. We have to know what we're doing, where we're at, where we want to be and how we bridge bridge the gap Mm -hmm.
1: um so it's all about goal setting absolutely plan to fail oh what do they say if you fail 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 to to plan plan
0: plan to fail you plan
1: to fail that's it so i have a question for you Cass, because there are so many types of goals that you can set where Mm -hmm. do you start you want to change something in your life how do you do that
0: yeah so fundamentally you yeah there's a lot of research around goals and goal setting Mm -hmm. um a lot of psychologists have put lots of thought into this, which mm-hmm. is great. Um, there's good goals and bad goals. Anyway, I think it all starts with, and most people have heard of it, the SMART goal. So when mm-hmm. you're setting a goal, rather than just being really vague and, um, you know, I would like to get fitter, for example. Mm-hmm. I like to uh, save some money, more money this year. You know, things like that, which are very vague and ambiguous. We want to talk about um, setting a SMART goal. So SMART stands for specific, measurable some say attractive, some say attainable. Mm-hmm. I tend to switch out in and mm-hmm. out of attractive and attainable. Um, realistic mm-hmm. or relevant and time-bound. So important. So we put a time frame on it and we have to have something that's very clear and specific and measurable. Attractive, obviously, because if it's not inspiring to you, mm-hmm. you won't be motivated to work towards it. Um and, you know, realistically, it's got to be, you know, achievable. So, it's that achievable, yes. relevant, realistic.
1: Yeah. Okay. And so, if we're thinking of what, how setting goals can make us feel really crappy, that's like not reaching the goals, feeling unmotivated, setting goals that are
0: exactly. way So, if you're setting completely unattainable goals... Yeah. Um, equally though, what we do know is that you're more motivated to work towards goals when they are a little bit challenging. Mm -hmm. So if you, we call them stretch goals, Mm -hmm. smart and stretch. Mm -hmm. Uh, so you, if, for example, if you, if you find something that's pretty easy like that you think it's fairly easy yes you just tend to just not be so motivated or driven you've got mm. to kind of need you need to push yourself a little yeah. bit I guess
1: I I find that I play the piano and ah. if I want to learn a new song if it's too easy I won't practice but yeah. if it's a hard classical piece I will push myself to practice and I find that I will get better
0: you it mm. inspires a little bit more effort yeah. and a little bit more energy yeah
1: yeah yeah definitely so you know I think keeping the goals specific a it's really important, but keeping them attainable too because so many people come up to me and say, I want a six-pack. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, A, you know, it's, you can't spot reduce fat, so it's not even realistic. And then it's not about your training, it's about your nutrition. Mm-hmm. And so you do have to get educated about the goal that you are chasing as well you have to really make sure that it is realistic and that instead of saying I want a six pack you might say I want to get fitter and reduce my body fat percentage and that will reveal the six pack one day you know yeah yeah Mm. absolutely
0: and this applies to goals in all different areas of life and if you look around you know in coaching we we have this thing called a life wheel where we get people to rate their satisfaction on you know seven or eight different domains and there's money and career and relationships and Mm. um you know fun and leisure uh health and fitness, mm-hmm. personal development. And so in each of those areas, when you can nail down, okay, well, this is kind of the area of life that I'm feeling less satisfied with, what would need to be different mm. for that to be, for you to feel more satisfied? We get them to sort of say on a scale of one to 10, where are you at? Okay. Um, and then, okay, well, where would you like to be? And then what might need to change in order to improve the satisfaction mm-hmm. level in that area of life, and mm-hmm. so then you can start getting really specific. So if it's a relationship thing that you're unhappy with, um, mm-hmm. you can say, "Well, what would need to be different?" Again, this is a tricky one because we can only take responsibility yeah. for ourselves. We can't take responsibility. Right. The amount of times I have somebody say, "I just want my partner to be more romantic," or oh, you know, yes. so like, How do you do okay, that? well they're not here now, so what can you do? Mm. You know, so that's probably a separate conversation. But you know, so. Well, look at okay. Well, exactly. What would need to be different? You want to be fitter. You want to feel healthier. Mm-hmm. You want to improve your diet. Okay. Well, what would that look like? I actually want to eat less sugar. I actually want to,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know. So then we can get really specific and then set a, a clear, measurable mm-hmm. target
1: mm-hmm.
0: to work towards, and then we can start um, setting a, a um, time frame.
1: Yes. So we know exactly very clear direction, very clear path. And I think that's so important. And that's why I created tfxo.com because the time frame is 30 days. You have a plan every day. I give you workouts. I, I show you, I guide you with what to eat. You guide our members through meditations and mindfulness, and it is a clear plan with measurable results that in 30 days you can get you can get change. You can get change in that amount of time yeah, for it's sure. it's a plan. But
0: it's really important for every single person coming to that program mm. or any program to say, okay, well, I'm signing up for this for four weeks. In four weeks' time, what would I like to be mm.
1: different? Yeah. How am
0: I going to know that I've achieved...
1: A weight loss goal or, body you know, shape or a, or a fitness, fitness goal.
0: Yeah, and like you said, mm. it can be running a certain distance, doing Mm -hmm. more push-ups on your toes.
1: And that's what I think is really empowering, especially if we're talking for a second about weight loss because that's often a goal for many women. Very, very many. And I think keeping the focus on the fit and not the fat is really important and setting fitness goals, PBs. And it can be something so simple like a judo push-up is quite hard. Um, and I know that's why my members struggle with it, but starting out with a normal push up on your toes or an incline or a decline push up, and then, you know, moving onto your toes and then trying that dip through the judo push up, it, you can build up to that. Mm. I just think the fitness goals is where it's at.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. And we've talked about this before, mm. you know, you can be skinny, you can have a weight loss goal, but that has nothing to do with health. Yes, Anybody exactly. can be
1: yeah, you a diuretic anything. effect from cutting carbs or some fad diet, and you know how anti diet we are. <laughs>
0: We've covered that. <laughs> yes,
1: so there are good goals and bad goals, Cass, and you know, and you can assess that. But um, you know, where do you, where do values sort of come into it? Like,
0: yeah, well, for a goal to be for a a goal to bad? be personally meaningful, and for you to be more motivated to mm-hmm. work towards a goal, I always say to people, we ha- it has to be really aligned with your personal values. Mm-hmm. So what's important, you know, what, what is authentically important? And this is where you have to pull apart. Do you want this thing because you think you should? Yeah. Because somebody else has imposed this idea on you that you mm. think this should be important? Like, um, I don't know, your, your parents have got ideas about, I see, I have young people, clients who go to uni and study courses they're not absolutely not interested in doing, but somebody has told mm. them that you're really smart and you could do medicine Uh, so you should and so they're slogging them away at this goal which has got no personal meaning to them at all um you see that kind of thing all the time Mm. so it has to be really aligned with your own values Mm -hmm. um and the values inherent in your goals this is probably a little bit of a separate topic Mm. we also know from the research okay so first of all we know that having goals and having Mm -hmm. a sense of purpose and direction and a focus is linked to happiness and well-being. Mm -hmm. So striving, personal striving, self-improvement, you know, doing, you know, achieving. It'll take you from crappy to happy. It's a good way to go from Mm -hmm. crappy to happy, as opposed to sort of floundering around directionless, not really sure what you're doing, where you're going. So Mm -hmm. having some sense of purpose. But what we also really know is that the goals that are more linked to happiness are what we call like intrinsic goals. So these are goals around um, connection, around competence and autonomy. So as opposed to, just to put that in context, as opposed to goals that are are like extrinsic, which is around status achievement. We call them the fame and fortune goals. Money. (laughs) Money, status, achievement, Mm. negatively linked to happiness. Okay. So um, we see a lot of people who, you know, going after these goals I don't know I suppose we think talk about the social media stuff mm. too you can be instantly famous and you can have a lot of money and you mm-hmm. can have a lot of fame and you can have a lot of external trappings of success and be really miserable mm-hmm. not that they're all miserable no but those things do not bring you happiness yes so 100%. bringing your focus back to having deeper quality connections, having personally meaningful mm. achievement. Like, you know, you you would know all of this with your, mm. you know, your personal training and your mm-hmm. fitness goals and the things that you've achieved. Like pushing yourself to achieve a higher standard can be yeah. really of value. Mm-hmm. But not so fulfilling. For the sake of um,
1: achievement for achievement's sake mm. or status. Or status. And it's funny because in my life I have Always just loved working with people, real people person, love being around people, helping people. You know, I just love that. And I started out as a taekwondo instructor in my parents' taekwondo school, body pump instructor, classes, gyms, just around as many people as possible. And people always say, how did you get on TV? Did you audition, blah, blah, blah? I've never gone in and and done a TV audition. They've just called me. My aim has always been just to help people, to train people, as many people as possible, and and then media and that sort of – Has come to you. It has come to me, and I didn't chase it. Even on The Biggest Loser, I did two seasons, and then I took some time out because I – had to live interstate to film away from my boyfriend at the time and I wanted to get married and concentrate on my relationship so I just left. I left the TV show and then it was all about my relationship and Ed and getting married and that phase and then they called me again, please come back. I went back on The Biggest Loser and people couldn't believe that I would put my relationship over... Um, you know, being on television fame. or <laughs> fame or whatever it is, because I don't think I'm famous. But, you know, having that, people saw that as more important than going and having a quiet wedding and not putting my wedding in a magazine and, and just perfect, being with it. Perfect example of making your choices based on your values. Yeah, and that's, that's just something in my life that I've always wanted to do, even with Tiff XO now. It's just as many people as I can train and help and, and help feel confident and happy. Yeah, that does it for me. So I, I find that so fulfilling. It's not about money or fame, and
0: and I think that's really important, particularly these days with the kind of insta famous and the yes. uh, the a lot of young people, particularly mm. that are really pursuing that. Everybody wants to be an Instagram model, or everybody wants to have a YouTube channel and make a million bucks. And I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's not proven. The research would. <laughs> which mm-hmm. would demonstrate that that stuff is not going to make you deeply happy yeah, or fulfilled. And, and also,
1: it can be very misleading. Like running a digital media business as mm. well, um, it, it's very difficult to have a video that has a million hits, or you know, it's a it's a real lottery. So they do think, perhaps mis- misguidedly, they think it's very easy and it's a problem because... Yes, yeah, so it's actually a lot more hard
0: work than yes, they
1: think. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. So setting really good goals, it, it can come from something you're interested in, passion, but what if you're struggling to find that thing that you're interested in in life? How, how does it work for you, Cass? Oh well, I think you know
0: a lot of people do talk about this finding your passion, Mm. and that's great. If you know what you're passionate about, if you've got an interest in something, I think follow it, pursue that, Mm -hmm. because you know there is that saying that if you are doing what you love, you never work exactly a day in your life. Yeah, yes, we've all heard that saying, and you know for some people they think that that's unrealistic, Mm -hmm. or but I think that your passion doesn't have to necessarily be your job either, Mm -hmm. as long as you've got something that is inspires you mm-hmm. is deeply interesting to you. I think it's really important. And I think there are some, you know, some ways that you can go about finding what that is. I think you know, Elizabeth Gilbert's the author of mm-hmm. you know, Eat, Pray, Love, Fame, and she's written the Big Magic book more recently. And she talks about and I I think this tends to be true, that it can be feel like a lot of pressure when people tell you to just follow your passion. Mm. If you don't know what your passion yeah. is, and she suggests just follow your curiosity. Mm-hmm. Just follow that follow your nose. Like if there's something that you're a little bit interested in, just with no pressure and no expectation, just see where that leads you. And I think that's really valid. Yeah. Um to just then see how things unfold,
1: just allow it to unfold and see what naturally kind of develops. I have an example of that. My little brother, he's nineteen now, mm-hmm. but since he was about nine years old, he was obsessed with lizards, and my parents bought him a bearded, Brilliant. no bearded dragon, and he had other kinds of lizards I don't pay attention, but a blue tongue <laughs> lizard, and he had an enclosure. then, in his teenage years, he started to breed these lizards, and he'd have a I uh, can't remember, a batch or something of like 60 babies and then he started to sell them. 60. And he'd say, I'm going to be a lizard billionaire because I'm going to sell these <laughs> little babies to the pet shops, right? It was a little business for him. And my parents just nurtured this curiosity with these lizards and then he did really well at school and now he is at university studying science and trying to transfer into veterinarian science. Yeah. And he's still interested in lizards. And it was just from curiosity, which I hope one day may become his job, but, you know, nurturing that curiosity and thinking it may take him somewhere or may not. My mom's like, oh, what's Leighton going to do when he's older? But, <laughs> he's going to be a lizard billionaire, Mom. A lizard billionaire, mom. Come on. Like all those other lizard billionaires we know. But anyway, it, it's worked for him, you know, just a little and, lizard interest.
0: And look, I think if you pay enough attention, there's little clues pretty early on. And mm. I suppose you pay attention, but also don't let them be s- squashed and stifled. And I think that can be an issue too. Yeah, When what you feel like you're interested in is unacceptable to people or people tell you that that's not a real thing. You know, mm. there's all those sorts of yeah. issues that come into play. But I can remember now that I, when I was at school, I wanted to be a journalist. Mm. I couldn't decide between journalism and psychology. Actually, even going back before that, when I was about 12 or 13. I wanted to be a radio announcer.
1: Oh, look at you now. (laughs) I'm sitting in a studio with headphones on. Oh, "Oh, look at
0: me now. Yeah. Um, I wanted to be a radio announcer. And then as I went through school, I was very good at English. Mm -hmm. And I decided I wanted to be a journalist or or a psychologist. I actually wanted to be a journalist. So I enrolled in journalism. And back then, I don't know if it's still the same now, you had Mm -hmm. to choose like an extra subject, an extra Mm -hmm. option. And I chose psychology. And so after one semester, I hated journalism. And I loved psychology. So I switched, but I did a three-year psychology degree. Didn't do very well. I wasn't very committed. Mm-hmm. And so I got out of there, went to work. And because I hadn't registered as a psychologist, I ended ah. up just flitting into, again, quite directionless, mm-hmm. just sort of followed you know, the jobs. I did admin jobs mm-hmm. and sales jobs. Ended up with inter- working with international students. But at some point, I said, this is just, I need to... This is not satisfying to me. Mm. It's a great job and it's great money and I was travelling overseas and I was mm. managing this international student program. Yeah. This is not fulfilling to me. And so I actually went back to uni and did my coaching.
1: How amazing. Masters
0: because at the time I felt like the, the psychologist thing was probably too far gone, mm. like I'd left it too long. Mm. Anyway, psychology. Thank did, goodness. Became a coach, went back and did clinical psychology, yeah. back to being a psychologist and then... Again, followed my dream of moving to the country mm-hmm. and thought, how do I, how do I make an income without having to be in front of people all the time? Yeah, I would love to just sit here at my beautiful country property, which I live where mm. we live now. It's and just write things and write yeah. books and help. And people. I got an email one day from somebody saying, "Would you write articles yeah. for us?" And now I have this job. Yeah, writing. Yeah, so I'm not a journalist, but I have a job where I'm using paid your English skills to write
1: articles yeah. for Tivexo. Yeah. and also be a psychologist. Be a psychologist on Tivexo. And I'm writing a book. It's amazing. And <laughs> you're wearing the cans <laughs> wearing
0: as a radio. So it was all there. First, yeah. Like it was all there and it didn't come Immediately Mm. and directly, it all came Mm. sort of indirectly, but it was,
1: uh, it's never gone away. Like it's always had the same interests. So you just have to really listen and be aware. Pay attention. Pay attention and and not be squashed. Like my, my father was a fighter on the international uh, fighting circuit. He has more medals than any Caucasian man in our sport. Wow. Just traveled the world fighting internationally. And he loved Taekwondo since a young kid, but Taekwondo, what? Everyone knew what karate was, but Thirty-three years ago, no. no one understood what Taekwondo was and he said, I have a dream. I'm going to have <laughs> the biggest Taekwondo full-time facility in Australia. And he Look does at him. he does. And he made it an Olympic sport and he did all that. But it was just from a passion of this sport that no one knew about. And everyone said, You can't do that, that's no job. He was an electrician. Wow. And, you know, his parents and my his wife's parents saying Dude, stick with being an electrician. Don't go opening up a taekwondo wow, school. Oh, that's a great story. But started in a, in a church hall and then he bought a facility and, you know, it's
0: just... And now how many are there? Ugh,
1: there's five full-time mm. in, in Melbourne. I yeah. mean, it's big, but it just came from curiosity... Fun. And determination. That's determination. a pretty big goal. And, it, you know, it does take work, these mm-hmm. goals. It's going to take a bit of work and you can't give up that first day. So we're going to take a quick break and when we come back, we're going to talk about some strategies to achieve these goals. You're listening to Crappy to Happy with Tiff and Cass. Welcome back to Crappy to Happy with Tiff and Cass. We're talking about goals. Mm-hmm. Cass, do you have it? Any tips on how to implement a strategy to achieve a big goal or a small goal?
0: Yeah. And it's funny that you use that word strategy, Tiff, because Mm. another thing I think is really important to mention is the differentiation between a goal and a strategy. So, you know, before we talked about smart, Uh specific, measurable, attractive, realistic, time bound. Mm -hmm. But what will happen is when you ask somebody to set a goal or name their goal, they might say, my goal is that I'm going to go to the gym three times a week. Mm. Well, going to the gym three times a week is not actually a goal. No. It's a strategy that will help you achieve a goal. Mm-hmm. You know, Or they'll say, my goal is I'm going to meditate f- five mornings a week. Mm-hmm. Meditating five mornings a week is a strategy to achieve what? But like we have to know, well, what is the thing that we're actually aiming to achieve? What's mm-hmm. the difference that we're trying to make mm-hmm. that this action, like this strategy or this mm-hmm. action is actually going to, it's going to facilitate our progress mm-hmm. towards that? that? Does that make sense? sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I will often hear people, if you ask somebody to set a goal... And all I'm hearing is strategy, strategy, strategy. Okay. So it's about actually setting what the outcome is, not what the process is going to be. How many of us
1: are guilty of going to the gym and just standing there and going, I'm at the gym. Okay, <laughs> now what? What do I do here? Like it's horrible, that feeling. Go to feeling. the gym and take a selfie. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Upload. Done. Okay. <laughs> so
0: I de- differentiating goals and strategies, uh-huh. as I think, is important. Super helpful.
1: In the examples you just told us then, mm. the meditation and going to the gym, mm-hmm. they're the strategies. So what would be the goal version of those?
0: Well, for different people, it would be different things. Mm. So, for example, for, uh, going to the gym presumably mm. is about fitness. Mm-hmm. And so the the goal might be that they want to be able to run a 5K mm-hmm. by a certain date mm-hmm. or in a certain time, you know. Okay. You know, that would yep. be a fitness goal. yeah Um, A meditation, it might be, well, what does mindfulness facilitate? It facilitates us being, you know, more calm. But then it would be, well, how, if I'm feeling more calm, if my meditation practice is working, what will I notice is different? I might be, you know, less reactive to, you know, when my mother-in-law calls, (laughs) I might feel, you know, less tense and
1: stressed. Mm -hmm. So
0: we've got to be able to like measure an outcome. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've got to know exactly what it is that's going to be different and be able to quantify that Yeah, and then bring that back to, well, how, what might I put in place
1: okay. to facilitate
0: me achieving that? So a meditation for the sake of meditation. I had a client once who was a master meditator. She used to meditate every morning. she told me I've got a meditation practice and I sit there for 30 minutes every morning, but she was still struggling with all of this anxiety and a lot of work stress. And at some point, but even I was thinking, oh, well, She's doing meditation. She's got all that happening, and then I said to her, "So how, did this, how does this meditation practice translate into your daily life? Like, how much of this mindfulness do you do you implement as you go about mm. your day?" Mm. And she said, "Well, I don't really. It's just like I do my thirty minutes and I'm done. Like I just do my thirty <laughs> minutes. Ticking and it I'm off. T- I've ticked the, the box. To do list. Yeah. It actually doesn't doesn't translate in any way to how I manage my thoughts and my feelings and my reactions. So that's mm. a really good example of you can tick a box. Mm-hmm. But it's not actually taking you any closer to an outcome.
1: Mm, that, yeah. That's meaningful. It's the same meaningful. in the gym. People would be yeah. training without goals or really getting any effective training done.
0: Yeah, because mm. and then it becomes just a bit rote, doesn't it? Mm. And it's a bit robotic, and it's actually not taking you towards anything. Mm-hmm. And then you just get that boredom and and mm. stagnation. setting in. So we're more energised and inspired when we know what we're trying to do to change Mm -hmm. and it's personally meaningful Mm -hmm. and attractive. That's what the A is in the SMART. It's going to be attractive attractive
1: to us. And when you have that goal, cast and you've set your goal, okay, I'm going to run a 3K in under 12 minutes, that's a very good time, (laughs) and that's your goal, (laughs) Um, then how do I achieve that in 12 months, three months, a day? How do I break it down?
0: Yeah, so once we've got a goal and a time Uh frame... That's, that's our starting point mm-hmm. and we've made it realistic, a realistic mm-hmm. goal for a realistic time frame mm-hmm. based on where we're at right now but stretching, still going to be mm-hmm. challenging. Mm-hmm. And then we bring it back to what will that look like in, you know, so where will I need to be in a month and where mm-hmm. will I need to be in two months to know that i might track. Yes. And so these become the little milestones. Mm -hmm. I call them milestones and I love that you call them... Inch pebbles? Inch pebbles. (laughs) Like because even a milestone might be a little bit... too
1: much. (laughs) I work work in inch pebbles, listener. I do because (laughs) milestones is just overwhelming for me.
0: It's a little inch pebbles. So you can really track your progress as you go and it gives you something very tangible and close enough. You know, it Mm. might be then every week, how will I know that I'm Mm -hmm. moving towards this? And so... Um, I also really love the idea. So once you've sort of mapped out my my progress and this is just a plan, like, mm-hmm. again, we don't get too rigid about this is exactly Mm-mm. where you have to be. We've got to have a direction to know mm-hmm. where you're headed and mm-hmm. what, what progress is, meaningful progress is going to look like. And then we like to build in rewards or acknowledgements of yes. that progress. The attractiveness.
1: So, yeah, because
0: yeah. sometimes even a three-month goal can feel like a really long way away mm. when you're just slogging away every day and, you know, like you sort of know where you're going, but it can be easy to go off track if you're not getting those rewards. So mm-hmm. I always tell people, so when we achieve that little milestone or that inch pebble, how will you treat yourself? Mm-hmm. And it might just be, um, for some people, it's like getting some new runners or so, mm. a new dress or, mm-hmm. but they don't have to be expensive. You can no. have a massage or have a bubble bath or, you know, yeah. have a nice glass of bubbles Have some friends over. Have some friends over. But just it has to be in, it's the psychological kind of acknowledgement Mm -hmm. to yourself that this is my reward for achieving this. So Mm. we acknowledge to ourselves that I've worked hard, I've got this bar and now I'm ready to keep going. Mm. towards where I want to go yeah
1: and it doesn't it doesn't have to be expensive you can be really creative with your rewards recently my husband and I celebrated a goal and I took him to a cat cafe because Ed loves cats but I'm allergic so we can't have one and I took him there and he was just patting the little pussy cats for like an hour and playing with the cats with a cup of tea at this cat cafe in Melbourne and that was the reward Isn't for a getting. his happy place. Yeah, <laughs> and, I mean, how simple is that, just patting an animal? Cat cafe, I love that. You know, but get creative with it and yep. that's part of the fun. Yep. You know, how I don't want to spend money. How creative can I get with this reward? And also moving it away from food rewards and all yes. of that. Yeah, we do,
0: yeah, we want to, especially with the fitness goals and the weight loss
1: and all that sort of stuff, we definitely want to move away from food rewards. Mm -hmm, Mm. mm -hmm. Okay, Cal, something I say all the time on TiffXO, a goal weight, the member will achieve their goal weight, lose five kilos, that was their goal, then what? Good question Mm -hmm. because
0: here's something we haven't mentioned yet is that the happiness and the well-being associated with goals Mm -hmm. and goal achievement and goal striving is actually in the striving, not in the achievement. Ah, the
1: pursuit of happiness.
0: The pursuit of the goal and the being (sighs) focused on achieving something is where we get all of our um positive energy mm-hmm. and positive mood. And actually what happens a lot of the time is when you achieve a goal, you actually have a dip. Like you know It feels like a bummer. Yeah. It feels a bit, get a bit flat yeah. and a bit depressed. I remember when I finished uni, like I've finished uni a few times now, but I remember the first time I finished uni and it was such a big oh I've just got to get over this line. Mm. It's gonna be like my dream come true when I finish this mm. uni degree. And then I just went into this funk for mm. weeks. And you see it all the time. It's mm-hmm. like I don't That's have That's really common with the uni stuff. I don't yeah. have anything but it happens with all those big mm. goals you go into this funk so the important thing is to have the next one lined, lined up, up. Okay. always have the next one lined up because and it's and to, i think also to recognize that that's really natural that dip mm-hmm. when you've achieved your goal and to recognize and understand that the happiness and the well-being is actually mm-hmm. in the the journey,
1: mm-hmm. so to speak.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, and so then what's going to be next? Okay. And, and so you achieve your goal, you give yourself a cuddle, you do a little celebration and then the next goal set and, you, and you're off And acknowledge it. Definitely mm. take some time. Like we don't want to be just goal, goal. No, like what's, no. what's next? What's next? With
0: no celebration uh-huh. and no acknowledgement. You want to mm-hmm. really a- sit with it and enjoy the, mm. th- that feeling. But then you definitely want to be knowing what might be next? Yeah, and that what might be coming up that's next.
1: That's what ma- makes us grow as people, doesn't mm, it? Yes. Yeah. That, that growth is very important. So it makes sense. So, Tiv, in your example, mm-hmm. for example, of a weight loss goal, so you've lost your five
0: kilos and you've achieved your goal weight, you know, you might not have another goal to line up mm-hmm. in terms of weight loss, but your goal might be to maintain that in a really healthy way, to um, shift your focus onto a fitness mm-hmm. goal or a physical challenge, mm-hmm. you know, I have people who have have worked really hard and they have lost weight and then they're working on, you know, running um, courses and yes. going from a 5K to a 10K to a half marathon mm-hmm. or to, you know, doing a, a Oxfam, you know, 100, yeah. 100 kilometer hike or yep. something like that. It's like a personal...
1: Yeah. challenge. So they don't have to be the same kind of goals no. all the time. You can switch and choose and grow as a person. And, and goals will change as you move through life. Mm-hmm. So your
0: focus changes. Like when you're young and single and at uni, your goals are going to be very <laughs> different from when you're employed and married and mm-hmm. planning to have kids or planning to buy a house so as you move through different phases of life the focus and the direction of the goals and the things that you're working to mm-hmm. just naturally evolves and shifts and that's the key about making sure that it's personally meaningful relevant Attached to your values because mm-hmm. this changes all the time. So, if yes. you're in your 20s and you're running triathlons, doing triathlons, that might not be so relevant when you're in your 40s and you've got three kids at home. And, yes. <laughs> yes.
1: <know>? Yes. <laughs> think <laughs> of
0: my husband when I talk about that one. Yeah. You yeah. Know, he's got one kid at home. But, yeah. you know, they yeah. change. So, holding yeah. on to old goals mm-hmm. is just letting go of goals, mm-hmm. perhaps. Yeah. So, knowing when to disengage from a goal is also really important. What do you mean? So, for example, sometimes a goal just becomes not so relevant to you anymore, but you, I ah. see people who are so, I don't know, stuck in that I need to achieve this thing or feeling like it would be quitting or failing um. to to change direction or to drop that goal. Mm-hmm. And a, And if you're slogging away at a goal that's no longer meaningful or relevant, Like, that's just a recipe for misery and and feeling crappy. Yeah. I had a client who was enrolled in a uni course and then her whole life circumstances changed, and that was just not relevant to Mm. her anymore. But she was halfway through this course and thought, well, how do I, what, I can't just quit this course. Mm. And I actually had to talk her through the fact that, actually, you can. I mean, I'm a coach, but. I, I'm telling you it's okay. If that's not relevant anymore, you can sh- shift it to something that is actually more meaningful yeah. to what your new life situation Where you looks like. have been all my life, Cass?
1: <laughs> you just are so good because I – do you know what I did at university? What? I did a degree in modern languages in French. Didn't love it, mm. hated every second of it, and I felt like it would be quitting if I quit that three-year degree – Graduated, forgot all the French because I wasn't passionate about it. Can't speak a word. And, you know, that was my uni experience. And you hexed it. <laughs> I was... I was, spent a lot of money exactly. on that. Exactly. And I was incredibly interested in fitness. Why didn't I do sports, exercise science or something? Like, that's what I was passionate about. These but are the
0: should goals. The should. I should finish this. I should do this. Yeah. And that's sort of completely irrelevant to my life. Obligation (laughs) goals, you know, those ones that we feel are imposed on us, or we just have this sort of obligation to finish it because I started it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's really important to know when to unhook and when to disengage. That's really good
1: advice. Thank you, Cass. So, if we're going to sum up how to set a good goal, what are the takeaways? So, we're starting off with the smart Mm -hmm. stretch goals,
0: something a bit challenging, tied to your values, knowing that it's you know, that's personally meaningful, that it's not somebody else's, it's not a should goal, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a personally relevant goal. Um, and I think really focusing on those um, intrinsic, those goals that are around your personal competence, connection, relationships, staying away from fame and fortune, mm-hmm. as appealing as it might seem, mm-hmm. they do not make you happy. Mm-hmm. And in the long run, and also I think that thing about, you know, making sure that you understand and appreciate that the, the happiness is in the striving And to make sure that after you've celebrated your achievement, that you plan to quickly
1: set yourself a new challenge. Stay motivated. Stay inspired. Thank you, Cass. Cass. That is so helpful. And I hope it helped you too. Next episode, we're going to be talking about snack attack, how to overcome emotional eating. This is a big one. Thank you for joining us. You're listening to Crappy to Happy with Tiff and Cass. Speak to you next time.
0: Crappy to Happy was recorded in the Podcast One studios.
1: Produced by Dave Zbolensky. Audio production by Nick Slater. For more episodes and to check out other great podcasts, head to podcastone.com.au or download the Podcast One app.